Hey y'all, I am so freaking excited to share this guest with you today. She is somebody that I introduce and recommend to a ton of people because she's helped me personally when it comes to dating and relationships, a topic I don't really talk about in public. So Kira's got all the juice, but anywho, Kira, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jordan. I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm happy you're here too. So let's just start off by having you shoot us a couple details about you and your business. So I am a positive psychology practitioner. That's pretty new, actually. I just finished my certification and life coach that works with single women. So I work with them. I've been doing this for 10 years and I work with them primarily on digging a little bit deeper and understanding, you know, who they are, what they really need in a relationship, and then having the confidence and skills to ask for it. Mm -hmm. And I can personally vouch for Kira's amazingness. So I'm just going to go ahead and put my Jordan stamp on Kira. That's amazing. (laughs) And I'll take it. Yes. It's a great stamp. It's a great stamp. Like Uh, what's on this stamp, by the way? Is it like your picture? (laughs) You know, it's, it's me with a pineapple crown, sort of like your crown that you have in your your Zoom picture right now. Yeah. But anywho, so let's dive into the juicy stuff. So you do coach women, single women in particular. And so we're going to be talking about how to create your coaching process. And obviously I've been in your process and I fully believe in it. And you coach on something that is pretty intangible. Like you can't promise like a direct result of like a boyfriend or a husband or whatever else. And so I think a lot of coaches can find themselves in a really difficult place because they too are promising something that is sort of intangible. I think this is going to really hit home. So first, let's kind of describe your business before you started implementing an actual like coaching process. Absolutely. And I think that you did such a great job there, which is, you know, we all go through coaching school. If, if somebody's a, you know, whether they're a business coach or, or life coach or career coach or whatever, and you know, we're told about peer coaching and this beautiful, Um, world that people just show up and through really powerful questions, you know, we change their lives. In theory, it's a great idea. Communism (laughs) in theory is a great idea, right? In theory, you know, selling selling to people, show up for an hour and we'll just talk and I'll ask you questions and all the answers are inside of you. And people are like, you know, bite me basically. <laughs> like I'm going to pay you how much an hour for that? Yeah. You know, and then bring in that you're talking about, I talk about love, you know, this, this crazy abstract thing that people like, you know, everybody thinks differently about love. You know, a lot of what we've learned is from media and which isn't really helping us and it's not real. And, and so people come to me um, and I'm asking them to invest a ton of money on something as, as abstract as love. And so people would be like, does this actually, what do you do? What does this actually work? Like, what am I going to like get from this? And, and ultimately, you know, because of who I am and like integrity, I, I, I can't promise them anything, right? I can't, I can't say like, if you work with me, you know, two days afterward, you are going to meet the love of your life. <laughs> That'd be nice. It would. And I'd be a billionaire. Right. And you and I would be doing this for my private island. Yeah. So, you know, uh, but I mean, so really I had to get, I had to get, you know, very real on, you know, what I could sell or what I could tell people were going to be most importantly, the results. Right. And right. what I started noticing was patterns. 
So, you know, in the beginning I I coached like every other coach, I think out there, you know, just trying to, I I said, I worked with, with singles, but you know, I I didn't tell them much more than that, but I started noticing that almost every single one of my people, um, they weren't sure what they really needed for a good relationship. Mm. Uh, They had a hard time getting vulnerable. They had a hard time setting boundaries. Many people really had a tough time with communication and tough conversations and, you know, telling somebody that they're interested. I mean, the same things were coming up again and again and again. Mm. And, you know, I wasn't, you know, 10 years in now, I can say coming up with this process was a great idea for selling and marketing. At the time, I was just also trying to like cut some of the, the work and energy I was doing, right? right? I'm like, what if I just took people through these like basic 10 steps of what I think that virtually everybody is coming to me for? You know, and sometimes it may not be 100% applicable, but they can still learn about it. And then it saves a lot of work on my end. Like it was really out of laziness (laughs) that I like straight up, like, you know, created this is that I'm like, that just seems so much. And then I also know what to expect on the call. I, you know, I know what to, um, you know, it gets a lot easier for me to coach because I'm coaching on the same things over and over. So I can bring kind of more knowledge and more skills. And, uh, and that's how uh, the owner's manual, which is, which is my process was born. Yeah. And it's a great one. So then was there a moment that kind of drove you to put this process in place or was it just kind of a combination of like, eons of frustration on just really wanting like to soak in the laziness because that's really why I like systems guys like I like to Netflix guys that's really what it comes down to and so if I don't have systems in place I can't Netflix the end right (laughs) I mean exactly because I think that if you are out there and you're truly an entrepreneur or a solopreneur it's tiring. It's exhausting. It's frustrating. It's yeah. hard. It's, I mean, you know, I'm like crying, like for the first four or five years, I was having to find part-time gigs to like supplement my income. Cause I wasn't yeah. getting enough clients to, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like, how do I do this better? And you know, how do I do this better? Not only, like I said, for selling and marketing, because I was just so tired and frustrated. And I'm like, I got to figure something out that makes like that, that's bringing some sanity to this situation. So like I said, it was almost, it was, it was truly kind of built out of a, how do I cut corners here so that I don't feel exhausted at the end of the day, but then really became, oh, wow. How do, you know, now that I have this process, how do I, how do I market and sell it better? How do I, it looks like people are responding to this, you know? So, so really like it started with, uh, this is hilarious just to show like evolution, right? Like that, it's not like I, all of a sudden, you know, was like, I should do this. I started being called how to get what you want by knowing what you need. (laughs) Wow. It's like the longest title ever for a (laughs) class or whatever. Yeah. I mean, but it was appropriate, right? Like, because people... Yeah, because people want love or they want a relationship, but they don't need, they don't know what they need. So, you know what I mean? So that's, that's how it started. And it was just started as like a, a four-week class. And then it's now grown into, I actually just redid it with a ton of positive psychology. This year, I just, I brought it out. I'm now doing it live in Mexico um, multiple times a year. And, you know, it's really grown into its own animal because you know, the, the idea that I sell is that just like your car, you know, we all work 
differently. We all, we all, you know, communicate differently. We've learned to love differently, you know, and it's our job to know what's in our owner's manual so that we can show and tell and teach someone else. Which is so smart. And I literally pretty much say that last sentence you said to like everybody, I'm like, you need to have your owner's manual. Like, do you even know what you're looking for, what you need, what your patterns are? Like, what, where, where are we at here? Like, what are we doing? Because it makes sense. It so makes sense. We expect particularly in relation and honestly, any relationships, love or, or work or whatever, that people can read our minds and people can, will just expect to know how to like handle different situations or triggers or stuff like that. And it's like, what are you even talking about? Like, how does that even make sense? Because why are we trying to play the guessing game with who we are when we know the answer? So why don't we just tell them? Absolutely. And, you know, and, and like you just brought up a great point is that one of the things that I am constantly preaching on my podcast is most people's self-awareness is kind of low. So we're all trying to create these beautiful, stunning relationships with each other, but people don't know enough about themselves to even tell the other person, this is what I'm looking for. This is yeah. what I need. You know, being able to choose wisely and also walk away if it's not working. We don't even have that knowledge because, you know, we've bought into these ideas of, you know, if in love and romance and like, if it's just, you know, if it's going to, it's meant to be, it'll be, you know, mm-hmm. and it, I'll know it when I find it. You won't know yeah. crap when you find you will it. literally not know. <laughs> you will not know anything. So yeah. So yeah. Sorry. I, no, I could talk for hours. Yeah, you know. I know, right? It's like, this just feels like a conversation. But anyway, so let's go ahead and walk through the steps you took to create that right process. So you started with the really long name. Now you're doing awesome things in Mexico. Like, how did this even become what it is? Well, and you know, and, and, and like I said, I've evolved this. The owner's manual has right. kind of become its own version of the owner's manual, like four or five different times now, yeah. right? Like first it was a four week class, then it became like a 10 week class. And, you know, and, and probably once to twice a year, I'm, I'm adding, I'm taking things away, I'm shifting, you know, I've, I've you know, created a, a whole new weeks and take, taking others away or combine them. But, you know, the first thing I do is I, I start with results. Like, what do I want them to take away? Right. What's the main thing that, that if they like go to, you know, go on a date or, or, or go tell a friend, like, what do I want them to do? What do I want them to learn? What skills, what mindsets? And like, how do I want them to feel? Right. Like, you know, as well as I do when it comes to business and especially in something like I do, how do they want to feel? And the thing is, is that they want to feel more confident. They want to feel lighter and they want to feel like they actually know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so to me, like, you know, I, I work like, what are the results I want them to feel? And then what do I have to do to like create those results? You know, and then, and then I work like backwards. So one of the things that is, is huge in what I do is boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, so teaching people, you know, set boundaries, what information and skills and, you know, and, and thinking about what information and skills they need to actually do that. So like, what are boundaries? You know, I, it's, it's kind of like one of those, what I called Oprah-fied words, which everybody says it, but re- very few people really know what it means. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> same with vulnerability, same with, yeah. you know what I mean? Like where they're like, oh, is that what that actually, so, you know, what actually are they and how do they differ for walls? I will never I hope this is okay. I said, I will never forget on the call. You're like, Oh girl, I've got boundaries. And I'm like, Oh no, you've got walls. Yeah. <laughs> you're like boundaries is like, not oh, my problem. Okay. I'm like, no. 
I remember that on that call. It was so yep, funny. To I me. do too. I do too. Yeah. So, you know, so, so the first thing I'm asking myself is like, what actually are they and how do they differ from malls? And, you know, why are they important dating? You know, kind of getting us all on the beginner, like, you know, same page, you know, what situations would you use them in while dating? You know, how often, you know, how often to communicate, you know, if they said something that doesn't feel good, defining the relationship, all of that. And then what skills do they need to set boundaries? And that's how I'm then creating week by week process. And then the final thing that makes me a little different as, as a life coach is I always have a checklist at the end of every week that, that creates action items to practice different things. Yeah. So you know, so I will, uh, you know, I give them, you know, anywhere from five to 10 things, you know, like how can you practice setting a boundary in a safe way, like with a friend or with a, a family member so that you can practice doing it and it feels more comfortable at when you, when you start dating. Yeah. So, you know, so that's, that's kind of the process that I go through is just, you know, starting from the beginner or just starting out like what results I want them to have and then what information and skills do they need to then actually implement put it in place. And I even hired a, like an education designer this year to help me go through and, and just, you know, and she was great about, you know, um, what, you know, doing that, like, what do you, what are like the two takeaways you want? And then, you know, what information do they need? And then, you know, she has me ask like the same questions at the end of every week that are just kind of like helping, not only helping them learn, but also helping them retain. Cause that was my goal right now. I'm like, I, now I know what my process is and I know my brand and I know my messaging, but I want, how do I like help people retain and practice as much of this information as possible? I mean, that's super, super key and important. And I also remember, you know, not only like, you know, for the, the time obviously that I went through your coaching process, it was there was a lot of audios. There was like the calls we had, but then there was a lot of audios, which I think for me, it was really nice to just hear your voice because I think that it's different than, you know, a coach saying, oh, read this like PDF blog thing that I just threw together. And it's like, mm, yeah, but I love that it still felt like you were coaching me, even though obviously it was an audio that you had pre-recorded who knows how long before. And, but it's, it, it made a really big difference in just having a coaching process that included you or your voice, whether it was audio or video that like then helped me through whatever, you know, process or assignment that we had. And I think that that's like something that a lot of coaches may not think about is the different mediums that you use when you're creating a coaching process for particularly group programs, but any program as, as well. I think that that was just really smart on your, your end. And I really liked and appreciated that, that side of thing and your Spotify playlists, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do. And the thing is, is like, I do things just a little different because they're things that I, I like. And, and even in this new evolution, and thank you for that. Cause that makes me go, yeah. makes me go, Oh, do I have an audio in every week? Now? Huh? Maybe I need to add them. <laughs> But, you know, what, one of the things that I always tell people is this is like the college course about relationships that you never have, right? Because right. I have, I have audios, I have videos, I have worksheets and activities. I have a Spotify playlist that has to do with the theme every week because I just really love new music and introducing people to new music. And then I have a checklist at the end of it, which, you know, as well as like journaling to, you know, I, I always say, you know, journal these questions, um, you know, so that you are, you're really digging in a little bit deeper to the homework. And and, you know, and then I have the checklist. So I've just really created my own version of, and it wasn't 
overnight, right? Like, right. I, you know, every, every time I'm doing this class or every time I'm, I, I'm like, what do, you know, what, what worked, what didn't like, I'm constantly tweaking it. Yep. And I like that because it shows that you're wanting to constantly improve and better the experience for your clients. And I think that a lot of people just think, Oh, like, let me just create it once and then never touch it again. And while that might work for, for some people, I think that there is so much benefit to gain from the little tweaks and nuances that you kind of go through in each iteration that you have for your coaching process. And one question I do have is like, when you get feedback, from, you know, past clients and all that sort of stuff. How do you process that feedback? Is it, you know, because you can just get a whole lot of feedback and you're like, okay, well, which feedback is actually helpful and will actually benefit the class and which feedback is maybe has more of a personal bias or isn't necessarily rooted in trying to make the course better, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And here's what I will say. Uh, and, and then I'm sure most people who have their own business can understand, um, like that's hard for me, even though, you know, I talk about, I talk about growth mindsets and I talk about, you know, I put so much of my heart and my soul into this business <laughs> when people like yep. say, you know, like give feedback, like I'm like, uh, no. you know, and it, and it's really hard to look at it constructively and I've gotten much better at it, but uh, here's what I'll tell you. I do. If I get any kind of feedback, um, you know, emails or things like that, I have somebody else go through them and then give me the information that's really applicable. Gotcha. No, that totally makes sense. And I think it is, that is, that is a really hard piece for like any (laughs) business owner. Like I totally can relate to that as well. And it can be hard when, you know, you're wanting it to go this way or you get literally the opposite criticism or a piece of feedback from somebody else. And you're like, um, okay. <laughs> right. And the thing is, is that I'm like emotionally invested in that, in that result. Right. So right. I, I bring somebody in who isn't, it's why mm. like people come to me and say, the situation's happening. Do you have a script for me? And they're always like, you're so good. I'm like, yeah, because I'm not emotionally invested in the outcome. Right. Like, you know, I can look at it as an outside observer and that's why I've brought other people, you know, I usually have a VA I've even had in the past, like Danny, my fiance do it. Like, is there information here? Because sometimes here's the other part. It's not even like, because I'm so fragile. It's also about Sometimes like at the beginning where I, because I was more people pleasing than I should have been, you know, one person would give feedback and then I totally changed something that never needed to be changed. That it was one person's, what you said, preference, right? Like, you know, and I actually, this time there, there was somebody who started giving me feedback and I'm like, um, so I've never actually at this part of the process asked for feedback. So, you know, so if, if you want to at the end, you know, when, when I do like, you know, comment on some of those, these things, like absolutely. But you know, you emailing me week after week on, on little, you know, what feels a little petty to me is not, I actually didn't right. ask for that. That's unsolicited advice. She's right. like, I'm sorry. I'm like, that's cool. Like, you know, if there's anything vague that you can't access or whatever, like, let me know. Right. If it's a personal preference, like, Just I don't, I don't need that. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It can be, it can be really interesting. That's for sure. So I'm going to get into the final couple questions. So sure. what was your best financial investment in business? And let me tell you, I've learned 
a lot of things. I don't want to say the hard way. Like, first of all, you know, for the good portion of the beginning of this business, I was single. I did not have kids. So uh, I, I didn't have mouths to feed. So it right. made sense for me. And, and just not like, not even financially, but time-wise, I was able to like teach myself how to do my website. Like, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. actually had the ability to do so. I will tell you what I learned and you know why I'm in the middle of a, a really good rebrand right now is that my friends who stepped up right away and made the investment in their site and brand just got farther faster. They just really did. Mm-hmm. You know, I will, I, I, I am pretty sure I I'm like, uh, so one of my good friends, Becca Tracy, who mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, yeah. From uncaged life, why I think that, you know, and she'll even agree how she kind of shot out in the beginning was like, she just put the money in for a gorgeous site. So people landed there and went, she's the real deal. Even if she, yeah. you know, and, 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 and I just, I think that that's a mistake that, that, uh, I have made, like, I'm, I'm pretty good at it at this point. And like, you know, at this point I do pay people to do it, but in the beginning, you know, I made it, it was so important for me to kind of save that money or just like say, Oh, I can just do it myself that I, I think it held me back. And I did that a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I did that. Yeah. I did that a lot because I, it's a little bit of a Midwest mindset. I'm from, you know, Wisconsin and I'm like, I can do this myself. I can do this myself. And as you and I both know, there's things where that makes sense. And then there's lots of things where it just doesn't. Yeah, Totally. Totally agree. So then was there like a best financial investment is like hiring or having or putting? Yeah, I would say a couple of things. I would say, you know, finally taking the time for some experts to come in because not only for design, but for navigation purposes and user experience and everything else. And then last year I hired an incredible business strategist and it's just, and you know, and it really helped kick things up a notch. I just, you know, now I, now I fully understand and it took me a long time to get there that the investments in my business are just so important. They're so important. I, I'm just hiring right now somebody to help me buy my book proposal because I'm writing a book this year and I'm sitting on it. I just can't get myself to do it. So I'm like, I got to bring somebody else in. So, you know, I would say like in the last two or three years, there's lots of things and it's just, for me, it was getting over myself and my lack of vulnerability and saying, I need help with this. Yeah. Love that. And so then what was your worst financial investment in business? And the thing is, is that I, I I would say two things. Number one, I'm, I have learned myself those courses that I buy from other people. I'm never going to finish. Like it's just not the way I learn. Right. It's kind of like my own knowledge. When I just finished my positive psychology certification, it was live. Right. So once a month we met in Chicago for seven months and I chose it knowing that if I were to do this just online, I would never finish it. It's not the way I learn. It's, I don't stay motivated. Um, I don't stay inspired. And that's part of the reason that I've started adding you know, full week-long retreats for my own process because I think there's other people who just fall behind when it comes to classes online. Totally. So, you know, so, but besides that, you know, I would just, I, I didn't invest a lot until I would say the last couple of years and all of those investments have been very well chosen and, uh, you know, and, and I would not say I've, I've made any poor investments, but I definitely did not. I, I, I do research. I even ask for other people who have gone through the yeah. process. If I'm spending thousands of dollars on somebody, right. um, I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just 100%. Me. I agree. 
So where can people find your lovely self online? Website, social media, all the places. Yeah. So uh, everything uh, for me is online at my site, leagueofadventurousingles.com. And I have a podcast there myself that I think is pretty fun. I have a blog. I have lots of freebies soon and uh and of course you know the owner's manual and and mexico and madison and like i I do a lot of retreats a year so uh everything can be found on that site and will lead you to everywhere you want to go nice thank you so much kira for coming on and sharing your process i know it's gonna definitely help create some clarity for people in their own coaching businesses for sure yay i'm so happy to be here jordan thanks for having me 